position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 294 of the Best Links Games podcast. Be recorded for you on this uh, early Saturday morning, the 13th of June at uh, 0748 hours. Let me get 748. Pacific Coast, Left Coast, PDT, Daylight Savings Time, uh, 7 o'clock in the fucking morning. It's a beautiful day out here in Vegas. Uh, now, of course, oh, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth reminding us that we forgot to do the one true time of date format last episode that would make it uh, 2020-06-13 Saturday, 13th of June 2020 07-49 AM PDT Crack Engineer Ivor Molina holding up the whiskey sign yes, we have a humongous you're right, Ivor you're right, you did not do any of the things that you're fired, Ivor Looking at the rundown, we're going to be here until the end of time. If I can bust through this as fast as possible, it will not only be insane, inaccurate, incorrect, immoral, insane. 
irreconcilable, inconsolable. It, it, it will, it, it would be, but that would be wrong. You're fired, Ivor. You're fired. I know you want brains. Fuck off. More whiskey. All right, let's get straight to it then. Oh. As intimated in last week's exciting installment of the Best Links Games podcast, episode 293, um, I felt that Mirror's Edge, installed via the Origin Thin Client with Proton support, I don't know why everything is beeping, although it did not work, I felt that it was getting close. Oh my god, was I right? These worst fears and most earne- most fervently held earnest hopes were validated throughout the week after uh, releasing that episode when I discovered that uh, Need for Speed Heat actually ran Mirror's Edge still did not long and short of it is this the Origin Thin Client, which will be our feature for this week's episode, because we have a lot of shit to talk about. It now works. And this changes everything. We will talk more about that in the feature later on. Uh, the other thing that we're not going to talk about that is that I mean this has been a moment this has been a momentous week in Linux gaming news. This week um, saw the widespread proliferation, at least I don't know if eh, a lot of games are now running cross-play. Most notably, and most recently, No Man's Sky. So that if you have a friend, if you play on the PC, if you play on your Linux box, and your friend plays on the PS4 or whatever the fuck, I don't know what other fucking platforms it runs on now it will run you'll be able to jump into their game what this means is, and this is like one of like five games that I've seen this week that made major announcements launching uh, cross play compatibility what this means is the sea change that for a lot of us we felt was already coming or that it already arrived um meaning that you know we could finally play platform independently once again with our friends who are on consoles but more than that what this represents is a technological and a philosophical or chunk landmark in that uh it has become now so easy to employ cross-play that it is becoming seems to be at least I can think of five titles four, well okay, four if you exclude No Man's Sky, but No Man's Sky was a big one that you know trumpeted their now we're cross-play compatible it's a big fucking deal, especially when taken in context with our feature. I know I'm drunk, uh, 
Don't you fucking look at me, Ivor. You're fired. So crossplay, especially by a No Man's Sky, now works. Now, let's get to the new and noteworthy before we bore everyone to death with our reminiscent remi- re- with our with our boozy ruminations and reminisce- re- reminiscences re- fuck, I'm drunk. Just fucking just do it. Mother I was a North American fall when worming my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Okay, so new and noteworthy that do that does not involve Electronic Arts, EA, Origin, or the Origin Thin client. New and noteworthy. Number one on our new and noteworthy list. Good friend of mine, Brian Belosh. Uh, Mushmouth McMahoney blah 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 um, once told me about a game that he played on his, the brand new I think it was PS3 or PS4 that he was that he got just for Grand Theft Auto 5 or something, it doesn't matter and he returned it but he was telling me about this game one time this is about 10 years ago where he was playing, it's this crazy exploration game, and you're just like kind of trucking around. And then there's someone else who looks like you. And you try to, you know, communicate with them, see what they want or what what their deal is. And they kind of try to do the same thing to you. And then they follow you for a long time. And it this is about, you know, over a decade ago. Um, Belosh, the one they call Belloc, said, just as I said it, we said it at the same time, then you realize that it was another player? He's like, yes. And that still gives me chills to this day. Well, now, the game that spawned that self-same experience is now available for play on Linux. It is called Journey. Journey. Journey is available for the low, low price of 25% off at $11.24 now through July 9th. I don't know if it has cross-platform, cross-play compatibility or not, but I know it runs and uh, it's one of the most orgiastically greeted not orgiastically most um, effusively greeted smarmy toad hold games of all time like I've never seen reviews for a game like this blah but I played it for 10 minutes it works it has 14 achievements I don't get the sense that it's a very long game but the 10 minutes that I played of it were Amaze balls. Now, forgetting the amaze balls, let's get to the amazing. <coughs> Those who have made a habit of listening to this show know that I personally advise that it is dangerous to your health and should not be consumed in any quantities beyond a 20 second uh, exposure. 
limit. However, one of the games that we most effusively reviewed, we most effusively reviewed, got the full time, all time, any time, full price, any price, all prices, any year, forever, and ever, in Pachyodekermasant, amen, was Factorio. Factorio uh, was a top-down... It still is. And Factorio is now in full release, which is crazy to conceive of. Um, Factorio is not a game. It is an addiction. It will consume your life and probably in the times of these are times of plague is probably the greatest entertainment value you can ever possibly imagine. However... There's also Satisfactory Early Access Release. Satisfactory now runs out of the box, out of the blue, with multiplayer enabled, so you can build with your friends or by yourself. It is the first-person shooter version of Factorio. So that means it's Factorio, it's simpler, it's easier, and it's prettier. It's Factorio for morons. But beyond that, it's also Factorio for morons who want to play a game that everyone will want to play with you. It is, uh, I've tested this with a friend of the show, Servox, who we also owe a special thank you for, um, well, something else that we'll get to later on in our feature. But uh, Servox jumped into a game with me. Runs fine. So what is Factorio? And the name of this game actually happens to be Satisfactory, which is the first-person shooter version of Factorio. Even though they're not developed by the same company, they have no relationship to each other in terms of branding in almost every way, shape, and form in terms of design, form, moving, how express and admirable, in apprehension, how like a god, in... Yeah, anyway. The beauty of the world, paragon of animals. Satisfactory is a game in which you play a spacefaring, the role of a enormously breasted spacefaring um engineer chick that I want to get to know a lot better see what she's doing after work, if work ever ends if she's optimized that extremely, then oh, most definitely I want to have your number, baby um, let's go for coffee, so you're drop shipped by the corporate, the evil corporate, well, not, you know whatever, the neutral corporate there's no such thing but the corporate entity known as Fixit, F-I-C-S-I-T. Fixit. Your job to harness the resources and complete the milestones of this planet for the exploitation of Fixit corporations, whatever their goal may be. This involves building lots of conveyor belts and machines and automating as much as possible. Unlike Factorio, this is all done in a first-person view mode. And also unlike Factorio, the the construction snaps and everything make the game almost effortless to play. 
and force it into becoming a hopelessly endlessly satisfying addiction like when you build your first series of conveyor belts that look like a fucking look like a fucking Disneyland ride like it's like the Matterhorn and shit and you're like oh this was just crazy because I was really stoned and then you feel shame but you also feel great tremendous amounts of pride as you watch your iron getting transport over another conveyor belt with iron on it and they get T-split and then they, one goes they all three go into separate fucking smelters and then out come the ingots and then those conveyor belts get split and split and split and then you have your entire fucking factory just churning away as you can, yeah it's that kind of game Mm. think SimCity but if you if you have any attachment at all to Factorio, SimCity, or if you've been in the Stone Ages for you know, which is not an unreasonable place to be, if you're a troglodyte, newly emerged from your hermetically sealed caverns, uh City Skylines, if you've enjoyed any of those games, Satisfactory in early access will blow your fucking mind. Not a review. Just a new and noteworthy. Now then, let's get to our feature. Ivor, based him with it. We, you will die. We need to be out of here in the next 30 minutes. There's no way we're going to make it. Based him with it, Ivor, just do it. I'm blind, I'm blind that they got me. Oh my God. It's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The Libyans! Okay, so. In praise of... Uh, I guess we're gonna call this our new overlords. Because it was... It was 20 years ago today. Sergeant Pepper not the man to play. It was about six years ago um, that I said that the biggest thing that could happen is if only Electronic Arts would throw in with Valve. And so it has now come to pass. Because, as intimated in the introduction for this week's episode, the subject of last week's episode, the fact that Mirror's Edge uh, Catalyst would not run on Linux, has been fixed. I said that it would be fixed, mas pronto. It's been fixed. You don't need to change anything. It'll still say that it can't install. You still have to endure the overhead of 20 gigabytes for every fucking Origin client game that you want, but it's fixed. Before I knew that it was fixed, I knew that it was fixed because Need for Speed Heat ran fine. It was stuttery, though. It was stuttery. And then once uh, BLP, friend of the show BLP, and uh, Servox and everybody else messaged me that uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst now ran, that the Origin Thin Client bug, install bug, was fixed, I found, much to my disappointment 
that Mirror's Edge Catalyst does not recognize my controller no matter what I do. But also that it too, in both the gameplay and the cinema sequences, was herky jerky. I've also downloaded, I've also purchased licenses for Crisis 3, which is my least favorite of the three Crisis games, but all of these games are half off right now. And all of these games are EA. Need for Speed Heat, ironically, runs with full controller support. I don't know what's going on with Mirror's Edge Catalyst. But here's the thing. So, Servox messaged me yesterday about uh, Proton TKG, which is DXVK Tools GitHub repository that uh, lets you use UpDXVK ostensibly once patched and compiled all the individual components compiled and put together in such excruciatingly complicated order. It was very weird. I, I had some problems. Like, I mean, I, I got off to a rip-roaring start, compiled fucking Ming... Anyway. You will have problems. It is very complicated to do this, but he was like, I don't know if he's fucking full of shit or not, because he doesn't seem to read anything that I send him. He just sends me links to shit, no matter what I say, which is a very irritating thing, very bad quality to have, but anyway he's still a source and I got almost all the way through, but then I got, uh, then I was very drunk, because I've been doing a lot of screen printing lately which I don't do anymore, because I don't screen print of course, that would be wrong but, uh so that it would fix that that uh, DXVK tools, once all the dependencies and shit were installed and configured appropriately, you have to compile at least three of them yourself. I think Ming w- Ming W sixty four. I had to compile Mison, uh, but then I found the repository that I needed. But you have to do a lot of a lot of tinkering. And ostensibly, it will give you the unparalleled performance that you desire by acting the DXVK tools up DXVK or whatever acts somehow as like a magical translation layer that's not yet incorporated into, as BPR and I were talking about this late last night. It's early this morning. I have not slept. I've been drinking um, because it's very important that I stay as drunk as possible. You know what? You're right, Ivor. Um, but as as BPR and I were talking about last night, he, he took the words right out of my mouth. Normally, I would just wait for something like this to get incorporated, all of the all of the bullshit and the minutia to just get incorporated into, you know, either these days, Glorious Egg Roll uh, and his next fucking fork of Python or his next fork of Proton um, or whatever but this is one thing that I really wanted to taste now here's where it gets weird so I couldn't get it to work I I was supposed to go to sleep 10 hours ago and I was supposed to be up 
two hours ago so that I could go through my notes on all of this shit from fucking Servox who I keep wanting to call Cervix um, about DXVK and etc. I'm not sober. There's no time and I really I care a lot but here's where it gets weird. So I also downloaded I also bought a license for Battlefield 5. Now I made a lot of I did a, I did a lot of tweaks on Battlefield 5 but it's not using anything that's none of these I don't even think are using even uh, Glorious Egg Roll. Yeah, Battlefield 5 isn't. Here's the weirdest thing. Just like that first generation of Proton games, um, when when Proton first dropped, I'm thinking about like Wreckfest, about a lot of games from that first generation. There was this weird Vulcan problem where it just wanted to load a lot of shit before the game became performant. The more I play Mirror's Edge Catalyst, I think the smoother it becomes. The same thing with Battlefield 5. It's a weird thing to say, but I have to cite that like I'm not looking at actual numbers. This is an experiential thing. So it might be that I just get used to the frame jitters in Mirror's Edge, or it might be that they're going away. I think they're going away. I definitely know that they're going away in Battlefield 5. The more I play that game, the more less jittery it becomes. I imagine that these jitter problems, whether fixed via Vulcan and uh, up DXVK or not, will be addressed. Um, I think it has to do with something inside of the origin thin client. But what I have to tell you now, you know, I have to tell you, I see you recognize your power. What I have to tell you now, though, is actually really important. The origin thin client runs most of the games that it purports to run might not run them perfectly yet but almost all of these games are half off, etc. You can get uh, Battlefield 5 50% off at $24.99 now through July 9th it's been a long time since I've played a Battlefield game by virtue of the origin thin client now being more closely fully integrated it'll be fully integrated when you only need to have one wine prefix for origin because otherwise every one of these games Mirror's Edge Battlefield 5 these are all the ones that I have licenses for Need for Speed Heat and Crisis 3 that's four games each one of those takes up 20 gigabytes in its own separate wine prefix proton based wine prefix so compact data you know proton style prefix each one of them the origin thin client is 20 gigabytes so each one of these guys eats up 20 gigabytes regardless eventually all of these will be integrated into one thing but the bottom line is this the game's run it's been weird 
being forced to play Mirror's Edge Catalyst with only uh, keyboard and trackball, the game was designed to be played with a gamepad. It, for some reason, it and uh, it, for some reason, it won't recognize my Amazon Basics generic X-Bone, Xbox One wired um, gamepad, so I have to play keyboard and mouse, but it gets progressively smoother the longer I play it and the more I let it run. Um, initially, it is almost unplayable. Same thing for Need for Speed Heist. But here's the thing. It's not about what's playable right now or what is working right now. It's that these two companies have finally come together and to steal directly from progenitor, one of the progenitors of the show, Matt Master Ninja Hartley, EA and Valve go together like Origin and Steam go together like peanut butter and chocolate. It is the like the the last wall. It, I, prior to prior to the uh, the Epic Game Store and shit, which is just bullshit, it's asinine bullshit. I want to read you what I here. I send this to Epicuo. Where the fuck are you, Epicuo? Oh, Jesus, it is so late. Here we go. Message. So, forever ago, this was May 22nd, or no, this was January, February, March, April, May, May 22nd. Hey, I have a question. I'm new to Linux, but was there ever a case where people have managed to bypass uh, XIGN code 3 anti-cheats, or no one has ever got to play games with that anti-cheat running? And I responded with what I... This is great. I I didn't actually answer that because I was drunk and hungover, Um, but what I replied with was a brief history of what anti-cheat and the Epic Store mean and meant to Linux gaming. And here it goes. Anti-cheat used to be a core component of many great independently developed games, specifically Seven Days to Die, but then the Epic Store got launched in this asinine abomination, subsequent to which Epic bought out Easy Anti-Cheat and brought it in-house to the Epic Game Store. Since then, it has been an instrument of evil, frustrating Linux gamers whose gamers' hopes uh, without real reason or technical purpose beyond its use as a cudgel against Valve for having a competing store platform. And that is a very good synopsis of it. Prior to the Epic Game Store, the company that that statement would read most true about would be Electronic Arts, makers of all of the best games for the last, you know, in terms of like massively multiplayer shooter, you know, if you talk AAA, you're talking EA. Well, Battlefield 5 now runs. And 
the origin thin client and valve, meaning EA and valve, are peas in a pod. And this brings the fire hose of the games to us all. Yeah, they use Proton. I've never understood people who have been so dismissive or have been so um, revolted by Proton. You're never going to see the video game industry shift over to Linux. It's never going to happen. I mean, it might happen in 30 years if there's still a history, but it's just never going to happen. And what Valve has done is provide the APIs, the hooks, the methods, the glue, the infrastructure, the commercial backing, and the marketplace, and the market space, in terms of just, you know, there's 40 million fucking Steam gamers. That is a lot of fucking people. That is three times more people than there are illegal immigrants in the country. <laughs> it's four times, actually. Well, there's like 11 million. So, anyway. Legitimate market share. And that is what you are seeing with Electronic Arts. And I know it's gone off to a bumpy start. This has been a rocket, though. This is 14 days. This is actually seven days since the origin then client began to run de- by default on Linux and their form their relationship with Valve electronic EA's relationship with Valve became permanent public known and sanctified in the creation of actual code um already there are patches that make all this shit run by default 3 months you know, you really need to think about why you complain uh, this is not business logic software this is entertainment software this is software that you will always have to pay for it will always be proprietary there will be you know, eventually free and open source will overwhelm this by democrat- by further democratizing the tool chain and as technology, you know, if we survive as a species uh, over the next, you know, 10-15 years depending on fascist uh, tendencies among leading democratic uh, governments in first world countries and stuff it's a lot of ifs but um, I've seen FOSS overwhelm everything I've seen FOSS create GIMP from nothing but a rumor on Usenet into the go-to tool next to Inkscape. Same thing with OBS. Same thing with so many other things. This is what we this is what we're good at, and we're still good at it. So, to that end, um Mirror's Edge, which doesn't run perfectly, and I, I filed the Proton DB report citing that it it runs like shit. But it runs, it runs more and more, it runs better, progressively, it gets better progressively 
the more and more you run it. Same thing definitely with Battlefield 5, which is a game where you have to pull up your iron sights. And it's a game that, you know, is good for, because it's a shooter. It's a game that's good for a trackball and stuff. Um, it's gotten progressively better and better. And then there's also this, you know, package builds, mostly portable, GCC, uh, for Ming W, which I just cannot get to integrate with fucking. I mean, I could pile it, but I can't fucking. No matter what I do, I can't get it to be picked up by up DXVK. But anyway, ostensibly that will solve everything. And so that solution is not just a hypothetical. Well, for me, it's a hypothetical because I'll believe it when I see it. But Servox says that it it completely obviates all the problems that I have with uh, Mirror's Edge, in particular being jittery. Because that game cannot be jittery. It's a game that's based off of precision um, inputs by the players. It's a skill-based game. A skill-based adventure game. Open world. Multiplayer. Skill-based adventure game. Yeah, I know. Did you hear that? Oh! Oh, that was my boner popping through the fucking table. Oh my god, I gotta get Ivor! I'm blind, I'm blind. That thing cut me. These solutions are not just like you know, distant phantasms. Evidently, these are like the solutions that are waiting in the wings. Uh, And with the combined commercial capital influence of both EA and Valve now working together, Personally, from what as as a guy who's been running Linux for twenty three years now, one Linux gamer to another, I welcome our new alien overlords. Cheers! Check it out. I will catch you next week. Thank you for listening, as ever. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right Four or five times It is I, E.B. Farnham Maybe I'll cry I'll get you a drink And if I die, I'm gonna cry Four or five times Do you like to play? We like to play I like you We like to sing It only runs on Linux We like to go Yaddy yaddy yo Four or five times We're gonna have such fun Bebop one you're becoming Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die.
Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.